Uh, it's raining. It's pouring. My jeans are so tight. Uh, my thighs are busting, and it ain't because I'm pouring. My love into this suicide note. I'm kidding. Jesus. Yeah. I just watched something where someone, uh, they were discussing someone losing a family member and how they read their suicide note and actually made them laugh. <laughs> I'm like, it's no laughing matter. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I were to ever do a note of that type. It's weird. Damn. How the hell did I start on this? You know, you know what? I don't care. Cause you know, when people like to watch a death note, people like these dark anime stuff, People like to talk about stuff in a movie or TV form for entertainment. But somewhere to actually talk about, hey, you know, if I would ever write one, like, don't you say that. Um, <laughs> I would be like, I think I would put roses are red, violets are blue. If I'm laying on the ground, I fell too. Because um, <laughs> it means I didn't hang it right. Uh, how's that hanging? Ever have two of your balls? connect to one side of your sack and it just feels like one big ball and it kind of makes everything uncomfortable it kind of feels like your lower stomach starts hurting and you think like you lost the ball like it feels like one of those you know like a football during practice they'll have like those jug machines to like you know work on catching and pump returns and stuff like that it feels like your balls just went into a jug machine and decided just stick to one side of the field, right? Stick to the hash marks. Um, this ain't college. Why is it so wide? Um, and you're like, did I literally just lose a ball? You know, I know balls can actually, like, you can literally just flip them around, you know, actually. It's weird. You got to be very careful with the ball juggling. And, um, sorry. I just lost all my female audience, but I kept all the males. It's weird when you're talking about the male body. Guys are much more fascinated and will compliment the male body more than any woman will ever. It's weird. It's like they say, you get gains for the guys, you get lean for the ladies. Um, (laughs) uh, Either way, you still have one ball. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I have two balls. Um, you know, I don't know why I'd emphasize that. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's the one thing, like, would, would we just be better just having one beach ball down there than having two? Like, just, you know, it just seems a little, you know, it's like having two of those, you know, like the gum machines which i don't know you really think about how unhealthy how unsanitized those double bubble gum machines those circular balls where it's just like oh here's 25 cents here's this thing that's been this plastic container for fucking four months and going through this aluminum metal shoot yeah because you you really think they're going in there sanitized you think those eight thousand freaking gumballs in there you think they've been just restocked there in one week no it's probably this shit's probably been there for six months or a year and our disgusting fucks you know people worry about sanitation all that shit but no one cares about when it's a gumball machine you know disgusting fucks and those things never last long sorry ladies um <laughs> it seems like everything that's you know easy to get doesn't last long um <laughs> that's what she said uh, speaking of, that's what she said. I gave her that Sunny D. I'm drinking Rise Fuel Energy. Yeah, I'm trying a new energy drink, you know. So I switch it up. Uh, Rise Fuel. The pre-workout is pretty below average. I've never had Sunny D specifically because they want to charge for 20, I think it's like 25 scoops, like $35. Like, it's weird. Like, for the Sunny D flavor... You get five less scoops for the same price as if you get like one of the 30 scoops. And the taste of rice honestly isn't even all that great for the pre-workout. And it's not like the pump makes up for it. So for pre-workout purposes, I would not go with rice. Sorry. Not my cup of tea. Uh, But the energy drink's not bad. It's not as good as Ghost. Ghost is more manufactured with a little tang. But when I had the ring pop one, 
I'm sorry, this is starting to become the energy drink review pod. You guys are welcome that I'm sacrificing my health for you guys. It's zero sugar. But there's no way all these chemicals like choline, taurine, your mom's in my genes, uh, choline, biotrate, yeah, taurine, and then quote-unquote natural caffeine, whatever the fuck that means. I will say, I feel better drinking these energy drinks than drinking coffee. Now, granted, I put cream and sugar in that, so the effects of that are not great. But yeah, uh, Sunny D, Rise. Yeah, I give it like a, a low 6 out of 10. It's not bad. It's passable. I don't feel the jolt yet. It's one of those late kickers, so I'll fill in a little bit, but the taste is all right. You know, the ring pop one was surprisingly decent. Yeah, you know what? Even even if I'm like halfway not impressed with your product rise, I'm still giving a free promo. How many podcasts you know are giving your energy drinks free promo? I give so much free promo why none of y'all pay me. I felt like the IRS. Um, <laughs> it's like I promote, we promote you guys on our taxes, and uh, half of you guys don't pay us back. Um, <laughs> now I'm starting to feel the itch in the eyeball. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm known. It is, you know, it's a weird thing. Us guys, we have two eyes and two balls. Only one do we want to be fondled and scratched with. You know, you tickle one, all of a sudden we feel good. You tickle the other, my retina scratched up. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, was um from a I don't know if it's a spiritual thing, uh, but you know, I've been told I don't know if it's true. I'll say someone close smaller. They said like we have, you know, if you believe in certain things, we have actually two eyes in the back of our head. I forgot what the fuck it's called. But when you are like high on this like energy drink shit, sometimes you feel like you got like you remember like in school like hey hey there four eyes. It's like that's actually a compliment because I get to fuck your girl either way and it looks impressive. Um, <laughs> uh, loves in the eye of the beholder. But she loves how I be holding her. Um, <laughs> oh, so I crack myself up the way I be cracking her egg open. All right, Clint. All right. Here we go with the jokes. Uh, Sunny D be giving these jokes. You know what? Give you six and a half rise just because you brought a joke out of me that I didn't know I would have had without you. All right. Let's get tangy in this bitch. Kind of like that booty hole. By the way, last night, I don't know what happened. I don't listen to Sexy Red. Um, It's probably weird. Like, what the fuck? He's talking about Sexy Red. It's like, yes. I've been aware of her. Um, As she calls herself a hood rat princess. By all means. Um, I came across her song with Lil Sukihana. And I watched the music video, Hood Rat. I gotta say, I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan, I'm a fan. <laughs> Alright, that's all I have to say about it. I just found it funny. Um, <laughs> I see what the hype's about. Pregnant, going on tour. Still find a way to say that you would do things to a man. To make them feel good. That's what it's all about. See, see, to me, this is empowering music. You know, it's about making us men feel good. That's all we want. We just, we, we all just want to feel good. Just speak to us and make us feel good. That's all we want. Oh, no, they're tearing down, you know, woman empowerment. It's like, I don't know, man. You know, we say as men, we want women to, you know, empower us to, you know, Make us feel good, not cause us stress. Well, the thing she was describing in that video would really take off a lot of stress on a man. So, I'm just saying. I think they're very empowering and very influential women. You know. But yeah. To the youth. Um, Alright, let's start the pod. Alright guys, welcome to episode 253 of the Off and Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host. Clint Nelson, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, most important ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties, 
Yeah. Recording this on January 12th, the big old 1-12-24. Damn. 12 times 2 equals 24. I don't know. I thought I was going to come with some great connection there with the one, but I just couldn't. Um, <laughs> recording this on January 12th, 2024 for the archives. That part is very important. <clears throat> I am on a roll of this recording every Goddamn day. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's creating good habits, holds you accountable, makes you feel high in life, you know, even when you're five episodes ahead of what you've actually posted online. And you know, people have some opinions about uh, podcasts that pre record their episodes, and I get if they are. If the subject of everything they talk about is really just about being current with everything, I think it's very dependent on what the person or what the show is. I don't think people will come to this show to hear about my take on the most daily trending news. It's just more about my thoughts on life and everyday things that could be generalized and any day that we could come across you know sometimes i talk about stuff that's going out there but it's not like i'm not the fucking news and i get like podcasts like oh i guess when podcasters get in drama and it's like oh like they make a joke about two bears in one cave or any ymh studio which by the way dr drew is leaving ymh your mom's house um I feel like Dr. Drew has left your mom's house a few times. Um, <laughs> and and it wasn't even after dark. It was before, during, and after. Yeah. Which I don't know. How can it be? Is there a before, during, and after? Like when is that fine line of it's before and during? Because once it's light out, that's technically before. Or is it just whenever you... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But yeah. um, (laughs) There's a thing about... Especially with these big companies. When you run a big... Like when you run a big... I guess in this instance, they run a media company. Podcasting specifically. But basically content creation. Which I hate that term. I'm a content creator. It's like... You just sing over songs that are already made... And you get 300,000 views on TikTok or YouTube Reels. Like, you know, you're not really uh, creating. You were just, you were literally just copying someone and putting your face on it just so you can quote unquote trademark it, which is kind of a weird thing. Um, it's weird how that's actually allowed to be considered content profitable creator. But you know what? That's the game. It is what it is. But. Uh, there's these big media companies like YMH that within the podcast, people that really like keep up to date with like podcasts and, and all that stuff, which is something I'm kind of obsessed with. You pay attention to all these things because you need to like, when you get to that, I should, you know, when you work yourself to that point where you have that thing or have something even close to it, where you have a business that multiple people work in. And that it's not just you that's creating for it, you know. These are things you got to watch out for. Like, you know, what's the fine line between trying to put... Balancing your priorities of your schedule of your everyday life. Now, these people, their main thing is, quote, unquote, stand-up comedy and touring. So, like, the podcast and something they do in their home and all that stuff, spend time doing... It's, I mean, it's a job because the amount of time they do it, right, to an extent. Like, some of them do, like, two podcasts a week, but they'll be two and a half to three hours. But granted, they have a production team doing the editing and all that shit. But, you know, there may be some preparation and stuff. So, you know, they spend time doing it. Plus, a lot of them have family, have kids. So, people criticize the fact that they're pre-recording episodes, but it's like, you know, people got lives, you know, believe it or not. And I understand not pre-recording a month, two months in advance, but like a couple weeks, a lot of people just need to get over it. It's like, you're not really listening because you want to hear their take on the most 
current subject matter in the world and politics. It's not why you go to these shows. These aren't news networks. This isn't the daily news podcast, but up to date. It's not like if it was USA Today podcast, right? And every day they do a 40-minute show, keeping up to date about whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they posted and they recorded some two months ago talking about Israel and Palestine and all that stuff. And they're like, just get into it today. Like, there's a whole different thing. Like, like these people are just talking about entertainment. It's just entertainment at the end of the day. Like, people, like, I'll watch episodes of podcasters based off guests from, like, years ago when I'm catching up. Like, oh, I, I like, when you, you know, like, you search because you want to listen to someone that you like in a moment. Or that you're kind of this momentum of listening to. And you'll find a pot, you'll find anything they're on, any song, any show they were on, and you just type it in to whatever. And you find like some random ass show that you never heard of. But just because they're on it, you listen to it. And it could be from like 2021. And most time it doesn't, because most time people are just talking about themselves, their lives, you know, their experiences. And experiences will translate from 20 years ago to today to 20 years from now. The experience is still the experience, right? So, I don't know, like, I get the whole, like, you don't want to record too much ahead of time, because then you kind of, there's also this thing you become, like, if you're spiritually in a weird way, you kind of become disconnected to what's currently, like, out there, but you also gotta, hey, look, man, I'm a busy guy, I got, I like to do shit, too, I like to have a personal life, I've got stuff, you know, I got other stuff. So anytime I could take advantage of this, anytime people take advantage, like, don't sit here and try to be like, oh, they're just banking in. It's like they still had to put in time to, quote unquote, as they say, banking episodes. They still had to fucking be there recording that same amount of time. It was just more convenient to do it at that time. So I don't understand why it really matters 90 plus percent of the time. And with Instagram and stuff, like, if you, someone wants to speak about something that's currently going out, they just go on their IG live if you really want to listen to them. And they'll just live stream about it. So, you know what? Honestly, it really doesn't matter that much. It's fake outrage. People just want to control, like, and that's a weird, like, I, God, I'm fucking using these terms I fucking hate. Cre- creator to audience uh, relationship. Audience is like, it's this weird thing, right? Because your audience, people that watch and listen to your stuff, whatever it may be, they are reliant on the success of whether they keep listening to your show or not, right? So it's this weird thing that you need to appease people. But at the same time, sometimes it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, people feel like when they're a customer, they're entitled to everything about you. Like, that's the weird thing about being a waiter or a delivery driver of some sort. People feel like because people hate, here's the thing, people always say restaurants need to pay their servers better. Uh, These places need to pay their delivery drivers better. It shouldn't be upon the people to be reliant on someone's income. But there's also a lot of people that will hold the standard of the service and remind that person that I pay your salary, I pay your wage. And it's kind of like the same thing with the audience member of doing your show or music is that, oh, I don't want to hear this from you. I don't want to hear some you record. I don't want to hear this type of music from you. It's like, well, you know what? At a certain point, it's like, you don't have to. That's the beauty of this choice thing. And so that's that weird thing of people feel like, oh, without us, there would be no you. It's like, no, without my mother, there would be no me. And without you, my life would be just fine without one less person in my life. Like, it's okay. Like, lose lose a subscriber, lose an audience member, it's fine. And I haven't, I'm just saying, you know. That's so weird. I just hate when people feel like they're entitled to how you need to operate. It's like, if people are putting out stuff consistently for you that you consume of them, why are you complaining? If you don't like the stuff they talk about or the style of the show, what it's turned into, then don't watch. Don't listen. And my, my show's not big enough to even have those problems yet. Those are good problems to have. But I'm speaking for these shows I actually do. Um, so I've always found that weird. As I went on a 10-minute tangent about something that's non-existent in my life, but... It's very adamant, and I'm very passionate about it, you know. 
passion. Fruit from miles away. All right. But yeah, you know. Rainy days, stormy nights, stormy Daniels. Come on. Um, <laughs> expose all. That's the weird thing with these tell-all books. You know, would I ever want to be in a tell-all book, you know, be a caught in the crosshairs of a girl that exposed everything about every man she's ever been with or just exposing people in private nature? And that's a weird thing how we accept tell-all books, exposing people's personal lives, but then we want to actually sit here in regular life talk about, oh, you know, everyone deserves to write the privacy and stuff, but when it's for entertainment purposes, someone's privacy and stuff doesn't really matter. So, you know, I hope to be caught in a tell-all book one day. Like, not as the subject, like, but, like, as, like, kind of like a Taylor Swift discography like you could point out like oh it's talking about him here this other guy here and you're like chapter five where you're not like the first thing people read but you're not the last thing because author will put like the most personal feeling one last you're like somewhere caught in the middle where like uh he treated me like this uh he didn't give me this he kind of you know treated me like i didn't matter like uh you know just blame it on youth right and it's like this guy emotionally destructed me. He's like, hey, I wasn't even there enough to emotionally destruct you. Um, so I, I'm all right, you know. You just don't want to be the guy that emotionally destructs a girl. Like, that shit is something you will always be reminded of. Even if you stay friends for a period of time. It's like, you, um, it's like, you emotionally changed how I dealt with men. And I'm like, no. Um, I changed how you are responsible for how you deal with men. And I was just the first one to be like, I was just the first one that didn't hit you when you were out of line. Um, (laughs) that's not something to joke about, but you know, um, (laughs) this is not personal experience by the way. I'm actually, you know, look, here's the thing. When I talk about stuff like this, it's not all like my personal like, when I say stuff like that, like, it's more of like, look, I have guy friends. Look, do we hang out all the time? No. But when we sit and talk and we talk about, you know, what the dating scene is like and women in general and our experiences, like, there's a lot of things that, same with you look, girls, when they talk about guys, like, you talk about similar stuff. We all talk shit about each other. And then, you know, we all eat each other's poom poom. We all suck each other's wee-wees. And by we, you know, you pick whichever one you do. And we complain, complain. The next thing you know, something's in their mouth, you know. And you decide to put your tongue in something, you know. That's just the way it is, you know. We complain, complain, complain about the market. We complain about men. We complain about women. And somehow, you know, we get cold swords the next day in our mouth. Um, Not enough Colgate can get that itch out. They call it canker sores, probably because you were uh, <laughs> cankering that sore a hole. All right, that was not great. All right, Clint, Ugh. let me churn your butter, pecan, squash, platoon, platoon. As I'm doing this pod, um, <laughs> but no, look, um, shit. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, we, we all talk shit about each other. I don't know how else to say it, right? And a, a common theme that when I talk to guys about a lot of this stuff is you, you like you see like we are dealing with damaged people. And a lot of times you were dealing with damaged women from Really childhood stuff. Like, be honest. Like, most of it's household stuff. How they view men based off, oh, my dad was a piece of shit, this and that. It's like, 
it seems like your dad just wanted to be in your life and there was a very divisive nature between you and your mother your mother used the fact of leverage blah 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 um <laughs> and anytime a guy or someone holds you accountable it reminds you of your father and that shit kind of you know and then you know the issue is there's it when you deal with someone that their course of action for when you act up or do something wrong is smacking the shit out of you. Then that's really going to change in Harper your image of what you think of men. When there were men that try to verbally communicate and be like, hey, this is not right what you're doing. How you're channeling this and stuff like that. But you know what? Sometimes you got to smack them straight. I'm kidding. All right. As old ideology, you know. I would never do such a thing, you know. I keep my hands in my pockets. I don't even, <laughs> I avoid any problems, just even, I just avoid eye contact with the ladies, you know. It keeps life easier. You just don't worry about those things, you know. I don't have to worry about glass vase getting thrown at me. Um, <laughs> oh, I keep referencing that because that part actually is true. Um, <laughs> I laugh about it now, but I could have got some serious cuts on this beautiful face, you know? Um, you need to cut it. Yeah, I meant, you know, why don't you cut the fucking cheese right, bitch? Um, and, uh, we just had this very divisive nature towards each other. The answer to everything is not... It doesn't always have to be extreme. It doesn't always have to be this extreme hate, this extreme uh, flip to love. Sometimes that's where the reason a lot logic logicability. As I'm trying to talk about logic, I don't even know if logicability is a word, but it sounds good. Bring your logicability ass over here, you dumb hoe. Um, <laughs> uh, she got beautiful locks though, and she a lock. She a ten. Damn girl, wah wah, sexy reds will win. Um, <laughs> uh, she got a nice personality too. I like her personality. That's the main thing. You know, she got a nice sense of humor. Gotta love those St. Louis girls. Uh, but yeah. Um, but no, seriously. And what you realize with dealing with people is a lot of things have issues that are way before and above and beyond anything you can. I don't want to say control, but anything that you can really actually be able to move and progress past. Because you can never completely fix things. And that's not your job, but you got to be able to move past stuff. But it takes the individual to move past that. And so when you're talking to a lot of guys these days, there's a lot of self-in-tune issues. And by the time people realize their self-destructive ways and they were incorrectly pointing blame at things that were had nothing to do with the person they're with and it had to do with past stuff or some previous situation with someone. Then they're typically it's too late. They already have a couple kids with someone with a couple people. Or they're like 30 some and 40 some and no one wants them, right? They've hit the quote unquote wall, as they say. And I don't like getting to that hitting the wall stuff with one because you know really a lot of that stuff has to do with how you carry yourself how well you take care of yourself that matters a whole lot more than some 23 year old girl that doesn't you know not very attractive doesn't take care of herself has no personality you know then a 30 you know let's just say like a 41 year old who has a banging welcome to south beach body all natural Maybe has a kid, but you know, was in a committed relationship. Stuff didn't work out. You know, you could lie to yourself. She has a low body count. She probably doesn't, and that's okay. Because you know what? She makes you feel good, and that's all it's about. As I was talking, just make me feel good. It's really not that hard. Make me feel good, and I'll be your doctor. Feel good <laughs> by completely letting you sleep. Um, <laughs> I won't wake you up. I will just let you sleep. That is my way of showing you. Do the same for me. All right. <laughs> no, but look, 
and that's the thing, right? It's a it's weird navigating personal relationships with people these days. And I'm so glad I don't I don't have to worry about that, you know, for the time being, because I have a lovely person in my life. Um and you know, things are great. It just I know in my previous experiences, I know guys I talk to who are still like the stuff you have to deal with just to like get to know someone. And when you know you're getting a girl's number, you know there's like four other guys she's talking to. Like that's just the game. You know. And it's not about like being cynical. It's like it's just how this stuff works, right? We we all just want security of some sort. We can't fuck ourselves over and hope that someone acts right. That's just, you know, it's not human nature. We can say what it is. We can say what it's not. Like, I was listening to a Dave Ramsey. Well, actually, it was the Ramsey Network. But this guy named John Delaney. He's like some psychologist, some mediator of people, you know, whatever. And he takes calls about, you know, men and women, typically with marriage issues. Like, my husband's not this anymore. We don't do this. He's cheated. She's, you know, I left my wife. And, like, all this personal relationship stuff that festers and tissues. And this guy, who was married to this woman of eight years, right, left his girl, left his wife, I should say, fell in love with a woman at work, right? It's like, okay. I don't want to say standard stuff, but... It's probably one of the most common things in the history of mankind. But here's where it got weirder, right? So he left her for a woman who literally had a kid less than a year ago with someone else. Moved in with her. It's like, all right, you're making that choice to move in with someone, live with someone that already has a kid. That's a choice you make. Everyone got their opinions of What that may look like on her. But you know what? Whatever. They move in together. They start having communication issues. Issues here. And apparently because the actual father of the child. Is basically staying around. Living there now. Because he's in a lot of debt. It's like well maybe that's why she didn't want to be with him. Maybe there's your sign. Like why someone that she just had a child with. Why is she in the midst of rushing and moving in with another guy. Um, probably because he's in a lot of debt and it seemed like you were pretty secure financially for just, that's just my point of view. And now he basically kind of moved in and then this, he's like, no, she's still only with me. And I was like, okay, but whatever you got to tell yourself, um, when you have a kid with someone, regardless if they're still in the life, you can't like people say what they want. Especially that close to when the baby was born. There's always going to be this connection thing that they have that you don't have. And they're always going to be like, you know what? Why don't we make it work, you know? And they're using your resources to make it happen. She's obviously probably doesn't make a great living. And he's in a shitload of debt. And it seems like you had a job that paid pretty decent, right? Just call it what it is, right? But that being one thing, he's like, I made a huge mistake. And the dude asked him, why did you leave your wife? He said, well, you know, she uh, she said she didn't know if she believed in God anymore. And I'm like, basically, she didn't know if she was a person of faith anymore. And I'm like, that's why you left her? And now this dude's trying to play this pity card. The guy who left his wife of eight years to be with someone who she who he worked with, fell in love with, moved in with that girl. Then he's in a fucked up situation. The only reason, and his and then this girl dumped him, and now he's like, oh, I regret leaving my wife. What should I do? And he's like, well, it ain't she ain't coming back to you now. Like it's pretty, you know, that's just dumb for you. You done though. And apparently she also changed her mind of. You know, how many kids she wanted and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, you've been together for eight years. And if you haven't had kids, you give you give someone enough time to think about what they want with you. They're probably not going to want it. You know, 
I'm not saying you should rush in. You should never rush into doing that stuff. But you got to be comfortable with the fact that the longer you wait to have this stuff done, the more time someone's going to be like, you know, do I really want this with this person? If they haven't made action to just impregnate me yet. Um, no, I'm kidding. But they just haven't made action to show that they are serious about X, Y, and Z. You know? And of course, like if you're depressed and going through some shit, your faith will be questioned. And the fact that that's why, like that, that's not, can I just say that's not why he he cheated on her. Can we just say that that's not why he's with the girl or that he left her for the girl work. That is not why. That is the stuff that he's trying to get empathy from the outside. Like, oh, well, you know, people change, you know, if she's not a person of faith, you know, get that whole bay hive of people on your back. Like, well, hey, if they lost their faith, you can't save that, you know. It's like being with you probably makes anyone lose their faith. Look at the way you're fucking rationalizing your nonsense, you know. But hey. But that's kind of this fucked up delude, and he's someone that, out of everything, that's why he quote-unquote left her. No, there's a multitude. He just probably didn't want to be with her anymore. And this other girl probably showed him more affection, showed him more quote-unquote love, puppy love, than she did at a certain point. Because he was probably neglectful in a lot of ways, too. This guy was a definition of like an actual narcissist. Not just someone that talks about themselves like me. Not someone who's an egomaniac. Not someone that thinks, you know, their shit doesn't stink. Someone who actually believes that their rationalization for why they left their wife of eight years. And had the audacity to go on a national television radio show. And be like, you know, I, you know, it's just like, you know, that's just a. but you know what? I'm ready to win her back. And the dude's like, win her back? The fuck? No, you, no, man. That, that, that shit was sell. Like, you, you made a calculation error. You, you didn't, like, you literally left a situation for a more unstable situation. Just for her to choose the guy who has a shitload more debt than you with a child. What does that say about you? She chose debt with a child compared to you. Why would your wife, like, your wife already saw, like, damn, the girl, she, like, typically in situations like that, in the most, like, optimistic version for the person that does the fucked up part of cheating and leaving their wife, the most optimistic output you could have is, I left you because you didn't value me, you didn't care for me, you stopped showing love, and for whatever reason, this person did, And they view me as such, so you need to elevate. If you want me back, you need to do better than this person. You need to show what this person is showing. Because, you know, I'm the shit out here. You know, know, I'm a hot commodity. I'm a hot tamale. And then when she saw that, oh, this, (laughs) this bitch with, (laughs) this bitch with the kid, who needs your services, doesn't even want you, and went back to her dead-ass boyfriend, who she had a child with, and didn't want, hmm, what does that say about you, buddy old pal, all you did was make her never get wet for you, she won't even cry a tear for you, that's how unwet she is for you now, like, you overestimated your value out there, quote-unquote, that's why you guys gotta be careful, you know what, now I think this guy had probably watched too many of these Rolo Tomasi's red pill people. Thinking like, oh, men are just meant to do this and that and conquer and have any woman she wants. But you know what? You didn't fit that profile. That's where you fucked up. And by the sound of his voice and how he's rationalizing this shit, I'm just going to make a safe assumption. He was not the guy. He he was not that guy, pal. Um, <laughs> He was not the guy that could get away with doing that. Alright, there's a certain type of guy you have to be to be able to do that and she take her back, you know, and not be like Bradley Bill's wife. Um, Giving a little extra high five handshake to James Harden with a weird smile after. Oh, boy.
Well, at least he hit his over three-point marks for my fantasy. But, you know, hope the best for people. If you were saying, hmm, that handshake doesn't look like, you know, some typical dap-up, you know. And I'm like, hey, let the man live, you know. Chances are, by the look of her, James Harden probably used to meet her in Houston at the at his legendary strip club escapades. Um, hoo-hoo. She got it. She got it bad. She kind of looked like this Sunday D can, to be honest, with that outfit. Beautiful woman. Ah. Damn, I drank that shit so fast. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah. That's just how this stuff goes. You can't. You can't be playing this sympathetic, oh, woe is me type of thing. Like, dude, you fu- like you fucked up. When you're someone that does that shit, and I'm not this moral police, like, you know, when it comes to that stuff, especially marriage for a long time, it's not as simple as the person that cheated is always, quote, unquote, the worst person. There's a lot of things that could lead to that. There could have been years of just mistreatment for the other end. And sometimes you feel trapped and you just want to feel good, but you still have love. Like, it's a very complicated thing, right? It is very complicated. And over, like, if you'd asked me, like, a year or two years ago, I would have had a completely different answer. Like, oh, this person's a piece of shit, no fucking matter what. There's a lot of complicated factors that come with this stuff. And... I think as you get older, you you understand human behavior a little bit more. You understand acts, not accidents, isn't the right term. You understand that mistake, emotionally driven mistakes can be very uh, ham. It can be the downfall of a lot of people, man and woman. You just gotta make your choice of if that happens to you. You just got to make a firm decision of either, you know what, move on with your life and accept the fact that this person didn't respect that enough or, you know, go to go to counseling, as they say. Be a fucking consultant. The most general fucking title of anything. All these people get MBAs, go to these business schools to be consultants. I was watching a video. Off this ch- YouTube channel called Good Work. It's like one of the most entertaining, offbeat, funny, but actual journalism at the same time. It's like my, it's like the perfect medium for people that aren't really into that stuff, but actually be interested in it. And um, all these people, he went to his business schools, like these top business schools, like the Warden, Northwestern. Uh, I, I don't think he went to Harvard, but you know, the big ones. And it says, so, and a lot of them, a lot of these people were like already like in jobs and stuff, but they went to business school to get like, you know, just a different degree and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, just spend an extra couple years doing this or whatever. And they were like, go through your days. Like, I uh, wake up at 8 a.m., go to the gym at 9. Oh, no, go to the gym at 8 a.m., go for an hour, shower. And show to my class 10, 10, 10 minutes late. And then the rest of the day just kind of do whatever. They go, oh, yeah, I'm going to all I'm driving all the way to the West Coast to go to a freaking uh, a Coldplay concert. It's like, oh. He's like, so you guys just basically come here to chill and shit. And, but anyways, like a lot of them like, yeah, I did consulting before. It's like, so what do you plan on doing after business? It's like, ah, just probably do more consulting. And every, like, all these people, like, he interviewed in Kansas, they're like, oh, I did consultants, like, eh, probably, like, a more significant level of consulting. And they asked him to go, he asked, like, an interview, like, well, you know, what goes through a typical consulting meeting? He's like, well, she's like, well, basically, you introduce yourself, why, like, why you're in consulting, all this stuff. And it's basically just this bullshit meeting shit you do. And it's all about consulting, you know. And sounds like the greatest, boring, most insignificant, 
Sounds like the most rip-off of a job, all because there's a degree attached to it thing I've ever heard. And I say that knowing that obviously you're doing work. I'm not saying people that consult don't do work. But it is such a general term that seems like you can make the job whatever you want it to be. Which is actually kind of, you know, applaudable. Because, like, what are you consulting about? If a company asks you that, hey, we need you to consult our this area of our department, right? Let's say J.C. Penney, right? They're like, hey, we need you to come and consult our uh, our kitchenware department. You know, where we have kitchen appliances and stuff like that. So come to a couple of, and assess what you see. Assess what and give your opinion on what we can do to market it better or to get rid of stuff. And you're just like looking around and write down. All right. Yeah. You know what? Probably get rid of these $2,500 fridges that no one's going to lunge out of this mall. How about that? Probably a waste of time to have them here. You know, maybe some more coupons. And you guys should be good to go. And that's your consulting job. You just like, here's some ideas. They pay out. You're just an outsider coming in god forbid if you just ask some fucking customers that you get free basically surveys that they ask all of us customers spend minutes of our time doing after we just spent 40 minutes in your fucking store hey give us more feedback on what we should do better it's like how do you hire a consultant to do that instead of asking for free inventory instead of asking for free fucking answers hire someone but i guess when not enough people do the surveys we have to hire a consultant right um (laughs) But yeah, uh, consulting, uh, give me that nice stretch, girl, you got a nice booty hole, um, <laughs> now that's some consulting I could be a part of, imagine some girl asking you to console her OnlyFans page, you'd be like, alright, let me get the pen and paper out, and some wet wipes, um, is easy, cleaner picker upper, and I'm not talking about bounty, um, <laughs> Like, you know what? I really think you should do more of this uh, side angle, you know? It really makes it really makes your crease pop out, you know? I like seeing some brown. I like seeing that, you know, that tan line. Like, not on the cheek, but like, you know, get a little closer in. Hopefully, it's brown from the tan. You know, some girls like tanning when their butt's out. You know? Whatever. Um... <laughs> Or it could be a different type of brown. And I ain't talking about what brown could do for you. Even though it's probably had more fingers in it than a UPS box. All right. (laughs) I don't know why that one got me. That's one of the funnier ones I've done in a while. I want to tape you up. Um, That sounds very Dungeons and Dragons. Where's your chains, bitch? Um, oh yeah, but yeah, you know, let me open that box. Um, (laughs) oh, here we go, Clint. All right. Anyways, but yeah, Ooh, I got to pass some gas. I ain't talking about the emissions fuel test, but yeah, you know how it be, uh, dirty, hairy, man, this world's kind of scary, but so yeah. I just want to expound that a consultant is really just someone that gives their opinion on what they see. Now, obviously, there's logistics. Obviously, the business degree gives you more perspective on stuff, right? But honestly, anyone can put consultant into something on a LinkedIn page. And some be like, all you do is just go and observe shit and be like, yeah, you know what, maybe in this, you know, takeout restaurant, you could probably put some plastic forks out here for your customers. I don't know. It's like, oh, wow, great. Here's a $50,000 check for your service today. It's like, oh, I should consult more. You're basically just giving advice. That's all you're really doing. And I know you're probably pulling up data and all this, you know, no one gives a fuck shit about. But, you know... Just consult, you know. I'm a big consultant. Yeah. But, I guess, uh, 
Final thoughts today, because I've got to take a massive. Um, <laughs> that's how I decide when to end my pod is either when my battery's about to die and my mouth is in dry, or something's got to come from inside to out. Sorry to be descriptive, but the world needs to know. Um, but yeah, his final thoughts of today is uh is uh you know be a. Uh, some people have their own issues. You can't fix them. I don't know what else to say to that. Uh, it's beyond just mommy and daddy issues. You know, some people have been, you know, abused. Some people have been emotionally taken advantage of. Some people have been taken advantage of financially. You know, we get it. Um... And you just got to kind of roll with it and stick to what, as a guy or girl, when you see that some something's like beyond you and not really you of why they are that way, you got to make a decision of, is this something I'm willing to deal with or is this just something I'm good? And it's not because I don't have feelings for you. I don't care for you. But I'm not dealing with this shit the rest of my life for no fucking reason. Or the next year. Because it will fuck up your life. People with those type of behaviors feel an entitlement. And they will rationalize those things to do things that will hurt you. And uh, so yeah. There's your sentimental advice for the day. But yeah. Alright guys. That was episode. Guys and ladies. That was episode 253. Of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Yeet, yeet. Uh, but yeah, all right. Have a great day. I got sneeze. Oh, I got sneeze. And it went away. Ah, kind of like y'all's father. Um, <laughs> um All right. But yeah, have a great day, morning, night, evening, and wipe your ass. All right. What can brown do for you? Well, don't let it be in your butthole, all right? Or your underwear shrieks. That's where it's disgusting. Because trust me, we can smell it. <laughs>